Uh, Brendan Dells, uh, finance blogger, is on the line. We're going to be chatting to him right now. Uh, a very good morning to you, Brendan, and welcome to the show. And we're going to be chatting uh, about investment fees. Uh, good morning, Brendan. Morning, Zane. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, investment fees, as if you know you don't have enough problems when you go and invest money that you the taxman wants a bit of your your money and now we now the investment guys want a bit of your money um, how much are these fees and uh, you know how are these fees structured uh, yeah you know everyone wants your money that's <laughs> that's one of those realities in life but um i suppose before we get into into what all the actual fees are and stuff i mean there there is there is value in the fees and that the the companies that where you invest your money, obviously you want them to look after your money properly and you want them to, you know, it would be terrible if they lost some transactions of yours. So there's there's merit in paying some fees to, to help them with all their computer systems and you want to have an online system and an app and a this and a that. And all of these things cost money. So the, it, it is fair to, to have to pay fees. It's just always how much, you know. It's like, it's like what what would what would be the right amount be to, to pay? And I think that's that's the thing. Is some some companies just absolutely rip you off. Yeah, talking about that, what what is the expected? You know, I I felt that uh, when when I started looking at investing and things like that, um, I felt that you know two and a half percent was okay. It was fine. You know, um, how much are uh, people charging out there? And uh, what should we be looking out for? Because there's there's always a lot of hidden stuff. There's always you know a one and a half percent for that and two and a half percent for that. So that eventually, when your money matures, you find out that you are sitting with forty percent of what you actually invested. Yes, no, it's it's scary actually how much they they can be. But they, the the fees have been coming down the last the last few years, as especially with the with all the new financial regulations and transparency and the fact that companies have to tell you everything up front and, and people are becoming wiser. So there's a bit more competition in, in that people are asking more questions, which is fantastic. And um, I'd say that it's, it's hard to say. It depends on the product, but you can get away with less than 1% at some providers and you can pay up to about 5% at other providers. And that, even though, you know, it sounds like 1% or 2%, it sounds like such a small amount, but Two percent, a two percent difference in your fees over a forty years. So if you in your retirement fund, it will it will come out to easily a million rand. You know, it, it makes a huge difference. This, these fees, especially compounded over time. So if it's just a few years, you won't really see a major difference. But as the years roll on, it's really a, a huge, huge difference. Mm. And, and, you know, looking at somebody eventually who reaches the age of 60 or 65 and you have to take a chunk of a million rand uh, in terms of fees out of the investment, um, and, and that's why we're probably sitting with the situation where 6% of South Africans can comfortably retire. The other 94% still have to do something while they're on retirement, whether they're doing woodwork or whether they're cooking food you know, or supplementing the income. Um, it's just one of those situations whereby you need to look at it. Is there an ombudsman or a regulatory body that handles these fees? Um, well, there's a, there's a regulatory body that will obviously deal with complaints. But if you've, if you've agreed to, to the fees and you've, if, they've, if the service provider has followed all the, the correct stuff with, with giving you all the information and you've signed it all, then then it's it's a little tricky afterwards, um, but yes, there definitely is a, a regulator, 
But one of the one of the newest things that have come out in the last few years, it's called the effective annual cost. And that's every service provider, wherever you invest your money now, they need to be able to give you this fee. It's the EAC. And that is just the, the annual fee, the overall annual fee per year that you, they're going to be charging. So that takes into account all their various fees and stuff. And they, they have to make it transparent and they have to they have to give it to you. And if you... If you're interested, you can actually just phone your wherever you invest in and and find out what it is. And it's you know it's it's not necessarily good to just chop and change quickly because now you emotional and and upset. But it, it's definitely very good to understand what the fees are on your various products. And then if some of the fees are, are too high, then you you need to consult a trusted financial advisor yeah. and then and then work out how to how to improve it. You can't just I definitely wouldn't recommend just chopping and changing and swapping out because you you need to look at things holistically. But yeah, you you need to understand what your fees are because your your fees eat away your your future retirement and your future savings. And chatting to um, a blogger and a finance blogger Brendan Dale this morning about his thoughts and uh, you know uh, about your investment and the fees um, on that particular investment. The, the problem is, uh, Brandon, is that when you look at investment, you have to look long-term. If you're looking short-term, it's fine. And short-term in terms of investment, you're probably looking at five to ten years. You can't look at anything shorter than five years. Uh, and, of course, long-term, you're looking at uh, 20 to 30 years. But if an if an insurance company or somebody is giving you um, let's say they're giving you 6% or 6.5% or maximum these days you get back is 7% uh, mm-hmm. and, they, and they're charging you 25 to 3% on fees. Eventually what you're going to get out of your investment is probably like 25 to 3% and on that yeah. even you're going to have to pay tax. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at it like that, I mean, Capitec Bank gives you a 5% and it's guaranteed, like just having the Capitec Bank account. So, if you invest in your money and you're paying 3% tax, they need to be able to give you more than 8% return. Otherwise, you should just keep the money yourself. You know, and if you, also there's that other new bank, um, Time Bank. Yes. If you leave your money long enough, they, they're going to give you up to 10%. So if you invest in your money in a formal company and they're charging you 3%, you actually want to know that your money is going to grow by more than 13% because there's absolutely no risk by putting your money in in one of these savings accounts in the bank and you get in that return. So it's the, the bigger companies, they really need to, well, they need to come to the party. You know, we can, we can get good interest rates with, without the risk and without all the paraphernalia complexities. Yeah. Obviously, it, it requires you to be quite... Um, skillful. Very skillful. <laughs> you can't just take your money out and go spend it when you want to. You, know, you really have to be strict with yourself and put yeah. the money away. But it's yeah, you can if you if especially I'd say if whenever people ask me for a way to put your money for a short term, I'd say just like find one of these new banks or fixed deposit that gives you a good interest and pop it there because it's guaranteed interest. You know, it's not gonna. It's not going to drop up and down as the markets change and things. No, I think people are looking for other types of um, sort of um, you know investments into into properties and shares into other things. Mm. We, we have a question from Moira, and Moira's out in Rondebosch. She wants to talk about the brokerage <coughs> charge on the sale of shares. Uh, Moira, very good morning to you. Your question for Brendan. Good morning. That is just what I would like to know. Morning, Brendan. 
Um, if I get confused, it's very early and I've hardly slept. In <laughs> um, the sale of shares, the, well, firstly, with an investment company, you're paying your um, quarterly fee, which is, I think, about one and a half, but I'm not too sure. Then they, when, you, when they buy or sell shares, there's another charge, um, brokerage, I guess. And I wondered where that went. Is that also for the company? Uh, yes, the brokerage or, fee... Mm-hmm. Uh, the brokerage fee would normally go to the, the consultant or the person who's actually... The consultant. So they're not the just getting the quarterly fee. Any buying and selling that is done, will go, that brokerage fee all goes to them as well. Yes, yes. There we go, Moira. I hope that answers your question. As Moira and Ronabosch talking about a brokerage charge on um, on on the sale of of shares, and uh, where does that money go? You see, this is the problem: is that uh, a lot of people feel that you know putting the money in one situation is quite safe, uh, but on the other hand, if you really do the sums and you really do the math, and this is what financial advisors don't do for you: they don't sit down with you and say, if you're investing over this time, this is our this is our charges. This is what we're going to be uh, charging you uh, you know and this is exactly where and this is why people feel that they still need to stick their money under a mattress somewhere you know so, <laughs> yeah, so it, it would be wonderful if you if you got a single page that mm. actually just showed you like how much in rand value the fees are so like in the first year your fees are going to be 40 rand or whatever in year 40 they're going to be like I don't know 20,000 rand you know yeah. like Showing you an actual rand. Sorry, sorry, Brendan. And we're chatting to Brendan Dale this morning. He's a he's a finance blogger, and we're chatting about the uh, the fees and fees on your investment. Can I actually demand or say because you know we've got the Consumer Protection Act and the you know the the, the finance acts and all that kind of stuff where people have to declare things up front? Can I actually ask my broker? Please give me exactly how much my investment will give me in 20 years, but also give me a, a structure of your fees over that 20 years. Um, I'm sure you can. The thing, obviously, is that it would just be an, an estimate because you, mm. you have no idea how much your investment will really grow by. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can do that. I've never actually thought to ask exactly for that. <laughs> I, just, I just use Excel and I just sort of I do my own little calculation to yeah. try to work out. <laughs> there we go, Brendan Dale. Thank you so much, finance blogger, and chatting to us about investment.